0: Yale Podcast
1: Network. Welcome to the other side of faith-based think tank in podcast form. I'm Evan, and I'm here again, once again, uh, with my wonderful host, co-host Erin.
0: Hello, everyone.
1: Faith, cake, and the First Amendment is the theme of our podcast today. Now, in late June of this year, the Supreme Court will decide a case that defines the extent of the freedom of religion, or the extent of freedom of religion, and what exactly qualifies as discrimination in the Masterpiece Cake Shop versus Colorado Civil Rights Commission. In 2012, Colorado baker Jack Phillips declined to create a wedding cake for a same-sex couple, David Mullins. And Charlie Craig. The couple sued him and now the case will be decided in the Supreme Court.
0: Yes it's a hot hot case and today on the other side we want to discuss religious freedom in our country's evolving cultural landscape as well as what our heart should be as Christians to our brothers and sisters who see the world differently and what our rights are as Christians to practice our faith unabridged.
1: All right and today our guest is Mr. Paul Daniels. Now, Paul Daniels is a second-year Masters of Divinity student at Yale Divinity School. He hails from Raleigh, North Carolina, and he's in the ordination process in the Episcopal Church USA. He graduated from Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia. Woo woo! Yes, sir. In 2012, <laughs> with a Bachelor of Arts in Philosophy, so we have a philosopher in our midst. He lived <laughs> all right, all a philosopher in right. our midst. He lived for a brief time in a new monastic community in Boston, Massachusetts and has worked in global partnerships for the Episcopal Church in South Africa. Paul's current research interests meet at the intersection of 20th century theology, black aesthetics, and queer theory. Uh, So welcome, Paul.
2: Hey, 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 how's it going? So far, so good.
0: Yeah. It's going pretty great. Before we go any further, uh, Paul, because I think some of our our listeners may want to know, can you give us just a brief synopsis on queer theory?
2: <laughs> a Brief synopsis and of black time. aesthetics too. <laughs> and when black people aesthetics. know what
1: people know what theology is, but 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 to the average listener, we're like, okay, they don't know what is queer theory and what is black aesthetics. Yeah, yes,
2: so, I mean a quick and dirty on both of those. A things. Quick and dirty on both. Uh, black aesthetics really refers to uh, sort of black uh, artistic um, uh, formations and expressions. Uh, and black culture Mm -hmm. right black visual culture black sonic culture meaning black sound black music uh it's it's just a that's a a term to use to describe sort of a broad uh expression of uh, of black culture Mm -hmm. um a a broad expression for black culture queer theory is a bit harder uh so what i'll say is uh sort of in the academy around the 1980s or 1990s you really start to see coming out of the tradition, uh, different traditions like feminism, black feminism, uh, the study into gay and lesbian life uh, in the academy. Uh, But then people became a bit uncomfortable with uh, the ways in which other people uh, within the LGBTQ community um, didn't seem to fit into the ways in which folks were theorizing about uh, gays and lesbians. And so queer theory. Sort of points to a broader, um, a broader way of talking about sexuality, sexual expression, uh, and sexual identity and gender identity that cannot be subsumed under gay and lesbian. Uh, Gotcha.
0: Okay. 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 And so just to be clear, as we start this uh, discussion, you identify as gay and
1: Christian. Correct,
2: I identify Paul? as gay and Christian. And, he, right. and he's also black. <laughs> and black.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and black. He's also First black. First and foremost. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: So we also want to say, too, before we get into the thick of things, that we're not attorneys. We're not, not, attorney. not trained in the law at all. We are theologians or rather public theologians in training. Oh, we are! Oh, we
1: are already <laughs> theologians publicly. Okay. We're,
0: trained, we're, just, we're Christians, basically, who care and Amen. believe that our voices and the lens of faith through which we look through have a place in the marketplace of ideas. So that is how we are approaching this uh, discussion today. I want to launch the first question, but before I do that, I'm going to briefly read the First Amendment. Yeah. Or would you like to briefly read that, Evan? Okay, I
1: can briefly read it because because okay. because <laughs> it's pretty brief. Nice. And yes. reason we're the reason we're reading this could. We don't want to assume everybody, we hear these terms thrown around. We don't want to assume everybody knows what the First Amendment says. Okay, so we'll read it. Exactly. Uh, First, First Amendment says, <clears throat> Congress shall make no law respecting uh, an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging, or abridging the free, freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for, re- for a redress of grievances. That is the First Amendment.
0: Okay, with that said, in regards to the First Amendment, do business owners of faith, whether it be Christian, Muslim, or Jew, have a constitutional right to measure their terms of service through the lens of their faith? For example, should a Jewish baker be forced to bake a non-kosher cake? And I'd really love to hear uh, your feelings about that, Paul.
2: Yes, uh, so I'll start with the uh, with your example. Um, should, a, should a Jewish baker Uh, be forced to bake a non-kosher cake. I think that, uh, first and foremost, uh, in the United States, we have a very recent history of uh, public establishments uh, discriminating against people based on some kind of identity marker. Um, That was race. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, those lunch counter sit-ins that were organized by the Civil Rights Movement in the 1950s and 60s uh the montgomery bus boycott those public demonstrations of civil disobedience changed the landscape of this country and our legal understanding of what it means to share public space and uh and so often um and 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 it's no secret uh that racial discrimination in this country has always had a religious undertone Um, It's always been a a matter of uh, white people, white supremacists in particular, believing um, that God created white people to inhabit the earth and to conquer it and to expand west and to create the kingdom of God on earth. There's a wonderful book written by theologian Kelly Brown Douglas called Stand Your Ground, Black Bodies and the Justice of God, which gives a really beautiful, concise history of how people have made theolo- how white folks how white Europeans made theological arguments for uh, for imperialism and uh, colonization, and so what we see and what we saw in the Jim Crow South was an extension of that long history of a Christian justification for anti black racism, and I believe that uh, all identities all identity markers whether they be race gender sexuality um, are are um, are or, or or discrimination against those gender ident- or those those identities are perpetuated by the very same systems, mm-hmm. and so I don't see a world in which it would make sense to outlaw uh, the public the di- discrimination of people based on their race or discrimination of people based on their race, closing them out from public institutions. Um, I don't see a world in which that would be the case but it wouldn't apply also to gender sexuality sexual orientation and so i don't believe uh that it that it, that it would be okay uh, for us to try to make a legal justification for that but- okay
0: so let me um because we want to be specific to here because you've gone broad and then you brought it in yeah. so do you think that a jewish baker should be forced to bake a non-kosher cake if he has a public bakery because you, you you open a business you open a business to the public and then of course you welcome the public in because that's how you want to uh create income because so he's not and also
1: because he's not saying he's not saying this is a jewish bakery that's only making kosher
0: no, I just gave that as an oh. example. No, I know, I know.
2: Yeah, and okay. I, and I, and I like that example. That's precisely where I'm headed. I think that that example is different uh, than, say, someone a Christian not making a cake for someone uh, for 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 a couple that identifies uh, both as gay or lesbian is mm-hmm. for this reason. You don't you know, one knows before they go into a Jewish bakery that it's probably kosher, <laughs> right? I mean, that's something right. that you know from the outset. And mm-hmm. so, to try to go into a Jewish bakery, which from the outset is kosher and would only use uh, kosher ingredients, and create a kosher space to 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 force to force them uh, to try to make a non-kosher cake would be trying to get them to do something that is outside of the outside of the 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 bounds that are already set. That's the first thing. The second is that an being non-Kosher, I don't think, it, it, it isn't a mat isn't a matter of um, personhood in the mm-hmm. way that, say, being gay, lesbian, black, or uh, Latinx, or uh, or being Muslim would be, in the sense that uh, if a Jewish baker isn't going to make a non-Kosher cake, they're not going to make it because they think that non-Kosher people don't have don't deserve decency or mm-hmm. um, or they aren't questioning their dignity mm-hmm. um, and I think so I think that there that, 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 that's an important distinction to make there and so in my question would be to someone who would go into a Jewish bakery knowing from the outset that a part of their marketing if, if we want to say that a part of their marketing is that it's non kosher or yet yeah, that it's that is kosher why would you go demanding them to do something that isn't within the isn't within the seemingly legal uh, uh, bounds of of their promoting a, a kosher space and a kosher and, and business. And I
0: understand that. And I'm, I want to speak to two things and then I'm going to let Evan speak because mm-hmm. I know he's like... Uh, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm listening again. right I'm now. Speak. No, no, I'm okay. listening. I'm just...
1: I'm just yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, so because mm-hmm. the baker is not here and I've read <laughs> uh, and seen some interviews with him, he does not feel in any way that he's being discriminatory because he is telling that couple that, Hey, you are welcome in my store. I will bake you any cake that you would like, except for this cake. So he feels like I'm saying that, no, I'm saying no to this event. I'm not saying no to this couple, Mm. they can come in here. They're free to come in here. They are free to buy a birthday cake, uh, whatever cake you, you can other think that you can think of, but I be because of my faith, Mm. am saying that I cannot make a cake for this event which to me puts it more in line with the Jewish baker. Now, there is something that we can do or come up with, perhaps, where we say that Christian uh, bakers who feel that way can label their shop, this is a Christian bakery. So when you go in there, you understand it's going to be operating under the constraints of the Christian faith. Let me,
1: let me say something but, about that, though. I'm going to come back to that. Go ahead, finish. Yes, her. Yes, come yes, back to yes. that. Yes
0: no no that was my point i wanted to to share that this baker absolutely does not think he's being discriminatory because he welcomes everyone in his shop he bakes them any kind of cake he's saying i will not bake a cake for this particular event and um and that should we you know as a result of that as christians who want to practice their faith in that way then label our public businesses as christian businesses thereby letting the public know that we operate under the constraints of this Christian faith. Let me, okay. Let me, so you guys let me, can let in me say that.
1: something to this and and Paul, just this just to add a little bit more to it. One thing, um, this Baker, um, and of course he's not here. I thought he was gonna come today, but he just yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get I couldn't get him and a couple in the same room together. But <laughs> but but one thing I, I'm learning is, you know, a lot of people kind of shape and form what it what their theology is and their Christian theology is differently, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so these, one, one of the interesting things about this case to me was that, and, and I actually don't agree with it. And I'm, maybe, maybe, I don't know if you do, I don't know if Aaron does, maybe you can help me see why is connecting sort of that freedom of uh, his sort of free, freedom of expression of religion per, per se to like discrimination somehow in this case, because number one, you know, he he could label himself as a Christian bakery, but but what kind of Christian bakery is he? Is he sort of a, is he Pentecostal tradition? That's right. Is he, you know, uh, 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 Episcopal? And then even amongst Episcopals, there's, there's division. Right. Even against, Is he a PCA sort of theological? Is he PCUSA? And so, so in any one of those different traditions, some won't bake the cake and some will, and it won't be a problem. And so this couple came to him, and we, Erin and I talked about this a little bit, we can get into this later, and they they were offended, you know, um, naturally, you know, that's something that would offend a couple about getting married, you know, and then, but they could have gone to another baker who would have done mm-hmm. it for them, you know, who mm-hmm. wouldn't have had a problem, and that other baker could have well been a Christian, but just didn't sort of see his sort of living out his public discipleship in the same way, number one, or... Even have the same theological view when it comes to same sex uh, marriage and relationship. So you understand what I'm saying, Aaron?
0: Oh, absolutely. So,
1: any, any thoughts on that, Paula?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I Evan, that's that's precisely where I was going to go. I think that um, when it comes to, and I wish I knew more about kosher laws. Just yeah, I wish of... I
1: did too. Because I was going to ask a question about that. All uh, right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So. So you don't. By the way. So you don't have to expand on kosher person yeah se, no is, sure, is sure sure because i know that's a whole other a whole
2: a whole different thing a whole different thing <laughs> and and so just to, to what, I, what i was thinking was you know on on i don't know but if if you know if kosher laws were sort of uh widely accepted by uh all of the different kinds of jewish communities mm. right um the same couldn't be said about christian theological perspectives on marriage. That's that's there are so many uh, different ideas about what marriage is, and that is as Evan said, right? That depends on the denomination. Any within within denominations, there are differences about of opinion about what the definition of marriage should be, Uh, and and so I I think that if he were to label it a Christian bakery, that would that would make it. That would be ambiguous at best, right? Um, and if he if he decides that because he's a Christian bakery, he doesn't want to make wedding cakes for people that um, are, are identify as gay, couples that identify as gay, because according to his version of Christianity, marriage should be between a man and a woman, and you know we should have a real conversation about that, uh, then. I think that he should just make no wedding cakes. <laughs> you know, I mean—that's
0: well, actually what he did. That's actually what he did. The the state find um, oh, but- him. And he determined that in order to keep his bakery open that he would make wedding cakes for no one. However, wedding cakes were a big part of his business. So it has
1: hurt him. And he's hurt hurt him and he's lost six employees. He had 10. Yeah,
0: he lost, so he, people have been placed out of work because of this. Yeah, And he has lost a a great deal of his income because of his stance. Now, did you see, I don't know if you saw the interview with him, I liked him. He's a very sincere man and Y'all you can him. tell that he wasn't um, out to hurt anybody. Okay, okay, That he was a man who sincerely believed what he believes as a Christian and felt very conflicted, but very strong in his faith that this is not an event that he should bake a cake for. Yeah, he wasn't and that so, guy. He
1: wasn't that guy in Florida. Who was the guy who was burning Qurans? Yeah, yeah, he, he, he wasn't, wasn't that guy. There was no oh, yes. anger.
0: There was, there was a man who was very <laughs> earnest. Mm-hmm and very uh, i absolutely uh sympathized with him he's very earnest and very uh wanting to open his business to everybody but still we have to respect people's beliefs mm-hmm. and he felt that i sh- this goes against my beliefs to make a cake for this event but i will make them a cake for whatever else whatever other event that they want but just not this event mm-hmm. and, and and for us to get back on track mm-hmm. do we think you know, the bounds of our religious faith and you know, what we believe should, I mean, we have a podcast here, but we're, we're pretty open to discuss anything. Anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> but, we have um, our and that's points our of call. Views. We feel like, like that's uh, our we call to.
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, too. And, and then I wonder as a Christian, because we're called to be, you know, a light in the world. If I cut off a segment of society Am I then losing a chance to not, I won't say proselytize to them, but you know, share the love of Christ. If Mm. I say, hey, I'm not gonna do something for this group of people in this way, am I, you know what I mean? I mean, we can discuss that too. Is this me cutting off the gospel to a a group of people that I may wanna share it with, or who may need to see Christ in a different light?
1: Mm. No matter what their inclination. um, Yes, exactly.
2: Right, right. I want to, I'm really interested in that second question, right? Like if we cut off an entire segment um, of society because we differ in belief, are we, yeah. Are you know, are we be actually being non-Christian? Yes, and, yes. And, uh, you know, like a, a part, like... Go ahead, say it, man, I, say it. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I want There will be no holding back. Yeah, anymore. no, I want to agree with that. <laughs> I, I want to agree with that, right? I want to agree but with that. But you don't, and Why? Well, I'm 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 a little conflicted in part because I do think that it's important that we protect ourselves. Uh, that it's impossible
0: protect ourselves as Christians. Is and, that well, what you're as, in,
2: as individuals, as human beings, okay. I do think that it's important to preserve ourselves as best as we can. But I also believe that it's it's important to be in conversation with people whom we utterly disagree with, mm-hmm. and um, and that's and that and and that and that is and and so. It's it's really difficult because um, I think as Christians, we're also called to humility. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, we're also called to humility and we're and we're called to question um, because we don't know everything, because we're finite beings, because, you know, our knowledge is incomplete. Uh, I think we're called to be to to a kind of irony about Mm. about our convictions. Um, And that doesn't go just for, you know, for liberals. Or conservatives it goes for everybody in between um, because if we can agree on the basic terms that we believe that god sent his only son to the world not to condemn the world but to save it right that, that that christ has come to show us something about our humanity about how we can be uh, more human and more compassionate and more tenderhearted and more loving Mm-hmm. then that's something that we have to risk practicing mm-hmm. um and and, th- and that goes for all of us and 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 that's 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 kind of how how I want to how I want to think about this thing unfortunately i find and i find particularly with some a lots of conservative christians that mm. they aren't willing to be ironic about their beliefs mm. um and and they aren't willing to be to be to to perhaps under, to ha- perhaps see that, that their convictions, um, although they, they hold them in, in a very deep way, um, when they begin to practice them in public space, they come up against a lot of other Christians' identities and beliefs and desires and needs. And that has to be, I think, considered, um, particularly because it's a lot of times those conservative beliefs which are rooted in a long history, as I said, of American imperialism and colonialism and racism, and uh, and uh, misogyny and LGBTQ uh, animus, and 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 and, and, and right. And hear my own like politics, my own political no, no, no. beliefs no, coming I, I, out.
1: No, and it's fine. I would love to hear it.
2: But but I think that <clears throat> I think that that I find so often that it's. In my communications with a lot of conservative Christians, that they they have a hard time being ironic about their beliefs, or being humble about um, being open to the fact that they could be wrong about some things. Um, mm-hmm. And and so and so, yes, I believe that that we have to uh, we have to respect one another. But comes there comes a point so often when res- respecting someone else's um, beliefs me- could mean your own your own detriment. Um, and 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 that's not something that I think we as Christians should be uh, asking other Christians to do, or marginalized or traditionally my, minoritized people to do.
0: I guess. I'm not fully understanding when you say to your own detriment in this case, do you mean to the baker's own detriment or to the couple to their to, own detriment? to the to the
2: couple's own de- on, own detriment
0: okay um, now mm. okay, so then you're going to have people who are listening and saying, and they're going to say, Well, Christ is the standard
2: mm-hmm.
0: Now we can go back like you said, and we're not here today to um to really decide
1: to we're try and decide the case.
0: Right. <laughs> right to try and decide the case or to try and decide uh the gay lifestyle on on a biblical worldview okay but because i mean like you said that's a deeper discussion for an and that's a whole nother podcast mm-hmm. but if if people are saying they're christians they're listening and they say well my bible says because you know that people are <laughs> right. that right. this oh yeah some people against is this is against the word of god. So I'm making a stand not on my own humanity but on the word, right. on what the word says. And so when we you know, let's let's speak to that. Let's speak what do you yes. say to those people? Oh, because,
2: I, I love this conversation. Okay,
0: well, I am <laughs> glad.
2: glad.
1: We're glad, I, man. I, I yeah. love I love that question. I love it because
2: you know, that was one of the points that the baker brought up, right? Um, mm-hmm. That and that was in the article mm-hmm. uh, on CNN. He said that that he couldn't do it because God designed marriage to be between a man and a woman, mm-hmm. um, and so often, right? Like that is the conservative Christian sort of line um and Mm -hmm. then we also look at passages in the new testament uh through the apostle paul where there's seemingly some condemnation of same-sex relationships Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, and i don't want to get too much into the technicalities of of how to read scripture right? Um, right but i do want to say um that the 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 argument that God designed marriage between a man and a woman based on right the Garden of Eden Adam and Eve is Adam and Eve not Adam and Steve right like that's the <laughs> that's typically the line um, the that story of Adam and Eve of the Garden of Eden is not a, a proper like anthropological history right it's, it and what I mean by that is. Right it wasn't written to tell us precisely the origins of humanity. And I think that we have to be very, very clear about that. When we look at, uh, when we look at the current scientific evidence or uh, that attempts to postulate the origins of human history, uh, we get a very different story than what is given to us in, Adam, in the story of Adam and Eve, in the, sto- in, in the story of the Garden of Eden. And I, I want to take seriously what scientists have discovered right and i don't think that what they've discovered makes the story of adam and eve any less significant mm-hmm. right so instead of being a story of origin of this is what god created and therefore this is what we should be we should be a man we should be men and women and men should marry women and they should propagate instead of it being a story about how we should be in our personal sexual relationships i really think the story of adam and eve is a story about human sin and finitude right? It's 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 a, it's a story about the fact that as human beings, because we are finite, because we are incomplete, because we don't know everything, we are destined to commit some kind of sin. We are destined to do something that is wrong, something that is an affront to God. That's every single one of us. It's not a story about sexuality, sexual relationships, or procreation. It's a story about the fact that each and every one of us is mired in is mired in this this drama in which we will commit sin Mm -hmm. and if we hold that together with say and i'm 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 getting this from theologian david kelsey which i think is he's a he's a former yale professor Mm -hmm. and brilliant brilliant man if we hold that story of sin together with cain and abel we see a different story of sin Mm. right we see a story of sin in which sin is committed willingly and wittingly and knowingly and so we have these two different kinds of sin, and we can say that one of them is more nefarious or wrong than the other. the The, the first is just that's just who we are. The second is we've planned it, right? We want it to do it. We want it to uh, we want it to hurt someone. We want it to do something wrong to someone. And so when I think about um the the these first few stories in, in the Bible as being stories not about, not proper stories about human be, human uh, anthropological history or how we've become or human origin stories, but rather stories about how human beings typically interact, then I have okay. a very different idea about how to read the Bible in terms of sexuality.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. and so let me jump in really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, okay and so let's make space like we said for everyone because the bible is constantly being read and interpreted differently because we all have a different background or whatever Mm -hmm. so there are pastors Mm -hmm. who will agree with what you're saying paul but then still think it's absolutely an illustration of marriage—that yeah. it is absolutely <laughs> an illustration of God created man it, it, and woman for man right. as his helper—and it is also an illustration of of, of, of our sin nature. Of our sin nature.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that. So, so, it, like, and, they is operating on different dimensions.
0: Space for those people who believe that mm-hmm. and who have lived their life believing that. Mm-hmm. Just like we're making space for you who who. Are studying the word and and studying other theologians and see it differently, based on the fact that we all see things differently. And this man sees, Mm. you know, in Mm. that way. Is he within his rights as a a Christian baker to say, "Hey, this goes against my beliefs"? In
1: your opinion,
0: I think we're straying from that based on trying to decide whether or not his belief is is this, he have a right to it. He absolutely has a right to his belief, just like Muslims have a right to their, I mean, you know, this mm-hmm. is what this whole country was founded on. Mm-hmm. So in, in saying yeah. that, and you know, I don't agree with Scientologists at all. I think it's, well, we won't go there, but <laughs> they have a right to their belief in this free country mm-hmm. that we all love. Mm-hmm. So based on that, does this man have a case in our opinion
1: with our yeah. theological
2: lens yeah no i, I yeah. hear you i hear you i hear you in my humble opinion he doesn't have a case right mm. Precisely. Okay. precisely you mean the baker doesn't the have baker case. doesn't have a case precisely for the reason i named that interpreting you know the adam and eve story as a story about human origins is okay. is improper and i say it's improper because it doesn't consider all of the wonderful things that science is trying to tell us about the origins of human history right um it, it, it when w- what we what we've come to know about human sexuality uh, is that is fluid and uh that that people have um desires that don't fall within the binary mm-hmm. of um of of male, male se- of right, mm-hmm. heterosexual male sexuality and heterosexual Female sexuality, uh, and and that in in consenting relationships that don't fall within that binary, uh, people can have loving lives that express the love of Christ, and uh, that 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 allow for them to do to grow as human beings into who they were created to be, right? And uh, and and we, we have scientific evidence that we can you know that 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 it would be improper to say. Uh, that anyone who is not heterosexual, it, th- there's something, uh, there's something biologically wrong with them, right? Well, let me say this though, Paul. He, uh, just in terms of the,
1: the, the baker never said that. I'm mean, interesting you say sure. that. Sure. I think he, has, he never said that there was something biologically wrong. Sure. So, you're I'm right. sure. I'm, I'm sure. Based on just, I can kind of. I guess feel like it. it's
2: operating in the background. It's, it's, it's
1: operating. Pro- I think right. what's probably operating in the background, uh, may, maybe maybe the biological, uh, saying is biologically wrong is sort of one way of saying it. But probably what's operating in the background is kind of tied into sort of that mm. anthropology you're talking about sure. and having sure. a specific take on that anthropology that comes out of a specific doctrinal bent. That's right. That doctrinal bent, uh, admittedly, is more conservative Christian. Yeah. Admittedly, does, does, has been tainted yeah. with a large degree of Eurocentric worldview, Yeah. you know, but there are those who are not, who have still sort of, especially in the black church, let's say, mm-hmm. let's, let's use a very conservative, well... Maybe I'm gonna take a little. I'm gonna take a little jump here. Yeah. Uh. But even though I don't come out of this tradition, maybe the Church of God in Christ. You sure, know what I mean, sure. They tend to be more conservative. But do they tend to be? Uh, let me let me not jump on that because I, I okay I can't really okay. I can't, okay I can't speak I can't speak <laughs> about them I can't speak about them and I don't want any Kojic people uh sending me emails coming through your neck <laughs> send me emails but but I hear what you're saying man I think that um but I do I'm not sure if um the Baker. Doesn't have a case, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I I look at. Well, he absolutely has a case because
0: it's at the Supreme Court. No, no,
1: yeah, yeah, of. but I mean, he has a case. But I'm saying like like case that he can win. That, that's what you're trying to say, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I, so he he actually. I, I, word I, on the street I, is I, he could very possibly win.
1: Okay, all yes. right. So you're saying he you're saying he doesn't have a case, although although based publicly, on my own opinion, on exactly. based on all I opinion, he has a case. All right. I
2: actually think he can
1: actually win. Yes, because. Yes, because I, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not an attorney. Yes. I'm not the son of an attorney. I haven't been trained as an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Right. So let me just put that out there. But but I'm looking at the fact that you know I've seen that connection. The whole the whole discussion here really is is sort of where do we draw the line when it comes to religious?
2: Freedom. That's right. That's right. And mm-hmm. and
1: and, mm-hmm. and um not and not even so much doctrinal. Like I said with him, when, you know, it's a doctrinal thing with him. Um. That's what it is. I don't get that it's 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 hate speech coming from the guy, but it's some doctrinal doctrinal bent that he has that he really really believes in fervently that allowed him to make this decision. uh the 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 young couple and
0: allowed him to suffer under this. He is suffering for his faith.
1: If I'm walking into a place with, with with my wife or my wife to be, and somebody said, "Well, you know, we ain't gonna." vacate for y'all because you know whatever maybe not because you're bald because I'm bald <laughs> <Don't> and, <see. laughs> and, she, and and she's twenty pounds heavier than she should be I don't know you know that's discrimination
0: that's absolutely to me discrimination and that's what's
1: being tied here
0: but, but when you say that this is my belief I back it up in a Bible and 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 this and there's a bunch of people who believe, who believe as you. he believes that he, he, i i believe that this man is sincere that he truly believes this based mm-hmm. on his faith and he is not discriminating against these men he's deciding i don't want to create a cake for this event now as christians is that the best move for us to make you know what i mean and
1: you're talking about in a, oh, in an economical sense
0: in a car- Sense too, and and I want to say this too because you and I discussed this, Paul, beforehand. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that you kind of touched on this. And in our grandparents' day, women were not allowed to be pastors. Right. Now we have it was unheard of. It was frowned right. upon dramatically. Divorce was shameful and virtually unheard of. Women wearing pants to church was yeah. frowned upon. All of these things have changed as we e- have evolved. Now, back in the day, Christians would stand on the word and say that women, they they, they would go to scripture and show you why women weren't supposed to be pastors. Mm-hmm. Now we have Joyce Myers, a bunch of different uh, powerful uh, female pastors, powerful, powerful, women. powerful women of God. And so I do wonder, mm-hmm. In our christianity if there's a bit of hypocrisy are yes. we going to now evolve 20 years from now and say well it's okay to bake a cake for a same-sex marriage. i mean you know yes. i'm just yes. so this so, is a valid question about where we're going with this and is it lawful are we as christians tearing down the things of god to fit the world or are we truly evolving in thought and practice right and right more like christ
2: so in terms of and so very quickly back to the point of does he have? does he have a case sure okay. <laughs> he has a case he has a case on the grounds that the united states government cannot constitute right belief mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of religion okay. right
0: okay
2: um and and sure they shouldn't be the the u.s shouldn't be able to constitute right belief in terms of religion but be, and because of that though uh he's now able to do something that i that i think is discriminatory right and i would say that just because a lot of people agree with him doesn't necessarily mean that his belief is correct right a lot of people agreed for example that slavery was okay right right? and and And
0: segregation
2: and jim crow and just because you know just because 50 years ago you know it was we found less women in ministry and now we find more women in ministry doesn't somehow i don't believe mean that we are compromising our religious beliefs in part because 50 years ago uh, the decision that women shouldn't be in ministry which people said was based on the Bible was also based on things on ideas about women and the female body Mm
0: -hmm, and mm -hmm. and
2: the and women's minds that were not Mm -hmm. supported didn't need to be supported by biblical texts. they were just a part of the sort of cultural sort of ridiculousness about what we believed about women's incapacity to do anything worthy of being recognized Mm -hmm. and so I do think that we that 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 sometimes culture is ahead of the church I think often culture is ahead of the church uh, the churches And I think that the church, if it is to be truly and deeply involved in propagating the gospel of Christ, which I believe is a gospel of love and liberation and possibility, that it has to itself, the church, be ironic about the fact that it does not know everything. It's right.
1: funny you going back, right back to it. I was, I was, I was, I wanted you before we closed out. Unless you have no, another question, Aaron, I wanted. No, to, no, no. I okay. thought that was
0: an excellent point. That I thought was an excellent point. Based on that, I, I shared. Uh huh.
1: I, I wanted you, and maybe you did it already, to talk a little bit more about that irony.
2: Mm, yeah,
1: yeah. Talk a little bit more about what you mean. Like, if you, when the listeners going to be like, well, what does he mean by be more, have more irony in our
2: um, yeah faith? So, us well, so so talk a little bit more. I might that. say I believe A, B, C, and D. Having a little bit of irony about believing A, B, C, and D is also uh, knowing that I could be wrong about A, B, C, and or D. But let me ask you this. Right. In
1: in that irony, what should, in your opinion, Mm -hmm. as a Christian, should not be an irony at all?
2: As a Christian, what should not be irony, I believe, is uh, is that God loves each and every one of us fully. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of our imperfections and our uh, and our sinfulness, uh, and regardless of uh, how we might identify that God deals with us fully. Mm-hmm. Right? And He
1: deals with us through that manifestation of the incarnation and the in, of, of the Jesus
2: incarnation Christ. of Jesus Christ, right? that that through the incarnation of Jesus Christ and Christ's ascension into heaven and the in the descending of the holy spirit mm-hmm. that we all participate in in god meaning we are all i th- i believe um we all possess a divine spark mm-hmm. right that that and that's what should not be ironic mm-hmm. is that because we all possess the divine spark through the power of the holy spirit we must have a deep abiding respect for one another got it Right. That's not that's something that we shouldn't be around. And because we should have a deep uh, abiding respect for one another, it will mean that because we cannot get inside totally of anyone else's life, mm-hmm. that the beliefs that we have about other people and what we think they are and who, they, who we think they are and what we think they're doing right or wrong must also must be informed by what we do not know. So that takes us to we've talked about this, uh, or the fact to, that we don't know. The fact we don't know, and that
1: takes us to the whole, and we don't have time to cover this. The whole idea of solidarity. Oh yes, uh, mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. a whole other discussion.
0: You know, but I'm so happy that we ended with what you just said, Paul, because I think that that is the true. I don't know, i to say quest of the Christian. Mm. You know what I mean? To love in that way mm. and to love with understanding that we don't know everything. And until, and, and we won't know any everything because mm. as you said, we are finite beings. And, in, and when we grapple with these issues like this, that the only way to address it is love.
2: Mm. Mm. I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. All right. Paul, thank well, you, we man. Thank you so much. It's, I'm so glad you <laughs> have been here. This is beautiful. <laughs> we got to have beautiful. Paul back,
1: man. I mean, oh, by the oh, way, let me just say this. Let absolutely. me just say this. I forgot to say it up top. Uh, we have a term for people like you, Paul. What is that? Right. How old are you? I'm 27. 27. What yes, do we call? What do we call them?
0: Young guns. Young guns. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the young guns are millennials. <laughs> oh yes. <The> young <laughs> guns what? are millennials. We love our young guns. And man. I, I just want to say,
2: I thank you for having me on on the podcast. It was great i think we need more opportunities to like to duke it out and to All ask right. these yes. important questions and so mm-hmm. yeah just keep fighting a good fight um and it's been a real pleasure so thank you great thank you man. yeah man and we
0: want we absolutely want to have you back and yes thank you so it much it would
2: be my pleasure
0: Thank you for joining us on The Other Side for our discussion on religious freedom. I'm Erin Sands and I wanna welcome you to the Amen Corner. When I was young in the faith, I thought I knew everything. Faith and life were black and white with no shades of gray. I was, to put it bluntly, religious. My faith came with very little grace and even less room for compassion and understanding. As I grew in my faith and I became a more mature woman and a more mature Christian, The exact opposite happened. The more I learned, the more I grew, the more I realized I didn't know much of anything at all. There were absolutely not only shades of gray, but varying shades of black and white. One of my favorite authors, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, illustrates the humility and compassion necessary for the Christian walk. Few of us ever truly get close and a true meter to know how close you are. The closer you claim yourself to be, know that you are that much further away. Christ said it plainly, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and all the prophets. That's it. That in a nutshell is our purpose here on the planet. And though it sounds easy, it is the most challenging aspect of the Christian walk, loving someone like you love yourself, which means the compassion, the grace, the chance after chance after chance we give ourselves, give to others. But why do that when it's so much easier to judge, so much easier to set up a hierarchy of sin with the one sin you're not doing at the top and the ones that we are participating in with a little tiny spot down at the bottom. So much easier to put our trust in our ego, or our circumstances, or our surroundings, instead of loving the Lord with all of our heart, soul, and mind. Because to do that would require obedience. And Christ says, if you love me, you will do what I say. And he says to love our neighbor as ourselves. The truth is, I can't tie up this podcast in a nice bow for you. It's an uncomfortable subject. It's not nice or pretty. It's filled with the history of our hypocrisy and the depravity of our sin nature on both sides of the coin. As a Christian, I feel extremely blessed to live in a country where I can practice my faith openly and boldly. And yes, I do see that the enemy of God has an agenda to stop that. But I also see Christians using Christianity to justify behavior that has nothing to do with Christ and everything to do with fear. And yes, I'm referring to our 2016 presidential election and our current divide. Do I agree with the baker? I agree that he has a right to practice his faith his way. But as Christians, we're gonna have to make a decision. Will we like Paul spoke of in 1 Corinthians 9:20, Though I am free of obligation to anyone, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, to win those under the law. To those without the law, I became like one without the law, though I am not outside of the law of God, but under the law of Christ, to win those without the law. So who are we willing to befriend and accept to win over to Christ? And who misses out on the gospel of Christ when we practice exclusion? And what is too far? Like I said, it wasn't going to be solved in this podcast. It's something I grapple with every day as a Christian in the entertainment industry. My solution is to take each circumstance individually and above all, pray for the guidance of the Holy Spirit. God bless you and thank you for joining us on the other side.